episode 160. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, international talent agent. Hey, um, we just hit 71 countries. <laughs> so uh, I guess Hungary is now hungry for Dharmic Evolution. And to all you Hungarians who are joining us for the first time, today's episode, welcome to you guys. Great to see you over there. So um, it's just we've been on a tear the past like three or four weeks. Uh, it seems like a new country every week. So very cool. And to you folks who are new on the Dharmic Evolution community page, thanks for stopping by and checking it out. And uh, all of my fellow artists continue to keep posting your content on there. Love seeing what you're doing. And uh, if you know a guest, uh, an artist who would like to be a guest, um, or it's maybe yourself, if you're a talented singer-songwriter, if you're an artist, go to dharmicevolution.com, check out the Guests tab at the top right, click on that, and you can fill out your information and submit to be a guest on this show. Well, today we are in Aruba with a young lady who just celebrated her 16th birthday only two weeks ago. She has wisdom way beyond her years, uh, an ability to write great songs that tackle complex life experiences. Here she is to share her story and her music. Yes, she is dangerous and beautiful. It's Isha. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Isha, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, and we're really practiced, just to be totally transparent, because we had a few tech notes, but uh, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna sail through this. Listen, really yeah. great. I'm so happy about your music and your career. What's going on with you? Um, you know, we're connected actually through Kim Copeland of uh, of um, Music Row in Nashville. So I got to know you from afar. And I missed your performance at the Bluebird by about 10 days, I think, maybe a week uh, last, last time I was down there. So uh, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it's you good for to having me. Yeah, it's, you know, um, your music is so special. You're so unique and you've got such a unique voice. Um, how did we all get started? How did this whole thing work for you? How did you get connected to music? Well, when I was seven years old, um, or even before that, my mom and I would write poems together every night. And um, I think over time, like, as I started writing more poems, they just started developing into songs. And I always had a love for music. Like, it was always something I enjoyed. And um, I always loved to listen to songs. And I always wanted to be a performer. But it wasn't until I think I was, like, 12 years old that it really became a serious thing where I was like, I really want to do this for a career. But um, ever since the beginning, music has just been such a big part of me. So, so did it? Was it like the poetry and all that connected? Like, did you pick up an instrument, or did you just say, like, oh, I'm gonna sing too? Like, how did that all like come? Because you have a lot going on. <laughs> well, I when I started, it was just the singing and the writing, um, and it was nothing else. And then I told my mom, you know, like, I want to learn an instrument. So she signed me up for piano lessons, which I hated in the beginning <laughs> and um I asked her so many times if I could quit and she told me that if I quit I would regret it one day and so I kept doing it um just because my mom wanted me to and I'm so glad I didn't quit because it is my favorite instrument and my favorite thing to do is playing piano so um yeah in the beginning I really didn't like it but um I learned piano and I started loving it. And then that's when I picked up guitar because I thought it was time to learn another instrument. <laughs> well, let me ask you about the piano. When you first wanted to quit like early, was it just because like it was one of those, oh, I'll just never get this. It's so complicated and so difficult. Was it like that type of thing? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And um, the thing is, I, um, I would watch performances of people playing piano and I was just so frustrated that I wasn't there yet. Like, I was still playing, um, like, C, A, C, A. Like, you know, like, those one-note things. Right. The songs were so boring. I didn't know them. They were just, like, exercises. And I wanted to get to the good stuff. Yeah. So um, my piano teacher helped me out with that because once I learned my notes, she was like, okay, you know what? We don't need to, um, we don't need to do this boring stuff anymore. You choose the song, and I'll help you play it. 
And that way it's a good compromise and you'll learn new techniques while still doing the song you want to do. And um, that's what I did. And that's why I started loving it because I realized that it needed to be something I was enjoying, you know, not just like the theory. And I like the creative part of it more. Yeah. So, so you got to credit that, that teacher for making it oh, yeah. fun. You know, Definitely. I think that's Definitely. the piece that, that a lot of people miss is like, uh, wow, I'm not having any fun. This is like a regiment, you know, like I'm just pounding notes away, but I don't really yeah. know what I'm doing. You know? Well, let's take a listen of what you came up with. And this one is called I Don't Need You by Isha. <laughs> you need them isha <laughs> uh well this song is um a woman empowerment song okay um, so it's basically i wanted to send a message of uh power and strength um and a remind women that we are very capable and very strong right so. awesome awesome yeah. and and you know let's talk a little bit about the nashville scene since you are a nashville recording artist now um yeah. Pretty exciting or what? Very exciting. Yeah. So how was yeah. it the first time you went there? Describe what it felt like when you got there, felt the vibe, went in the studio, the whole thing. 
Well, I had no idea what it was going to be like. Um, and I had this image in my head, but what what I saw in Nashville was so much better. I mean, um, people are friendly and everyone's so so talented and so into the music scene and people are walking around with guitars and I love the city and then just going into a studio and recording your music um, with so many creative people I mean there's nothing like it it's just such a great feeling and such a fun place to be yeah and and share you know we share the same producer of course Kim Copeland on Music Row at Ragtop Recording Studios, and what a what a fun time that always is, no? <laughs> yeah, so much fun. I mean, I love being in studio with her because she really understands. Um, she really understands where I want to take the song. Yeah, and I feel like we both have very similar ideas. Like, uh, we both we both know what each other are thinking, and we work well together. So. I don't even have to tell her like, oh, I'm thinking piano on this one, on this song, because she already knows before I've said it, you know? Right, right. So it's fun to work with her because she understands me and she understands where I want my music to go. So. She's got great radar, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost go in and not talk and just everything Definitely. will just, we just know our place to go, you know? <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Hey, tell me about the island of Aruba um, as far as uh, community and like music community for you. Do you have people that you can bounce ideas off of um, when you're creating your, you know, your songs and your writing? You know, how do you do it? How do you vet it out? So I, um, I have a great support system from my parents. Um, they're, they're, yeah, they're very great. And they're always, um, helping me look for new opportunities on the island and helping me book shows and they're, they're great managers. Um, but when it comes to writing, I usually, uh, when I'm not writing with my producer, um, I'm usually just writing on my own because it's something I like to do every day cause it's my hobby. Yeah. So I'll just go to my piano or my guitar and sit down and, um, find a few chords that I really like and then just sing random words with a random melody to that. Um, chord progression right. and I'll record the whole process and then after like 10 minutes I'll listen back to the recording and take out parts that I like and create a song around that awesome so. <laughs> is your um is your mom or your dad like are they helping you as far as you know helping like manage your career like you know assisting you if you will like yeah you know? yeah, yeah I would say they are um I mean um they help me book shows like I said and yeah. also um they're just they're part of the management team like when we have meetings and we need to decide on something like they're fully involved you know yeah and sometimes like because i'm in school um like sometimes they find out of uh, they find out about stuff before i do so i'll come home and they'll be like okay like you have this this and this you need to do and like um we'll help you with this one but you have to do this one and it's right. like it's like they're part of the team and um i'm just really grateful that they support my music and um and the thing that I want to do and my aspirations. So that's, that's really great because you need all that. I mean, you're doing so much. It's, um, you know, um, you were saying that, um, that you were homeschooled, right? Yeah. Like last year. year. Yeah. So yeah. you moved from the homeschooling to, to now you're back in school with, you know, the rest of the school yeah. community. So how was that transition for you? And, and what's the difference in the two? More fun so, now or? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I enjoy um, being back in real school because I miss the social life. Yeah. Um, and I miss being with people my age and working in groups and stuff and the classroom environment. Um, but I think last year was crucial because um, I was part of the Aruba Summer Music Festival, okay. which is a very big festival here in Aruba. And um, I needed to prepare and I needed to take time out um, apart from that, like to work on my new album and to work on my songwriting and my performance. And so I think that um, homeschooling was a very uh, wise decision because it gave me the time to do that. And I was able to balance my time very well. Whereas um, when I'm in school, I'm focused on school. You know, like right. I, can't, I can't just come out and be like, okay, I'm going to do music now. Yeah. So now it's a little more difficult to balance my time. I'm still, I'm still thankfully able to do it. And, um, I'm finding ways to work around like my school schedule and school is helping me as well. So, um, I've been getting a lot of support from my school, my teachers, which has helped me a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, just even the, um, you know, part of the um, curriculum should be just how to organize my life. you got so much going on between <laughs> school and, you know, people don't realize uh, the musician world, like the, the part that you're in as far as being a songwriter and a singer and a creative uh, person, you know, all that goes into that. It's a lot of work, a lot of hours, you know. Yeah, it is a lot of hours, yeah. but I enjoy it, so I wouldn't say it's work. It's not work, yeah. Yeah, when no, you do, it's just a lot of yeah, what do they say when you're when you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're connected to your passion? You never work a day in your life. No, you know it's all about that, right? Exactly. Make no mistake about it. So let's play mistakes here. Excellent. You want to share the backstory on that one, Isha? 
Yeah, so um, this one is uh, quite personal, actually. Um, and I think, I think that a lot of people would be able to relate to it um, about maybe doing something that you know is wrong and um, you still want to do it because you think you can do it better. You think that, okay, like you've done it before and it didn't go well, but this time you'll do it and this time it'll work out and it'll work in your favor and it doesn't because it's not supposed to and it's not meant to be. Yeah. Um, but you just keep hoping and you just keep trying. And I think that, that this is what that song was about for me. Hard lessons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the champion of that. I Sometimes I do things three and four times before I get it. Like I say, I, stop doing yeah. this. There's something wrong with this, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you seem to take like real slice of life experiences and put them into your music. I do. I think for me, um, when something... When something happens to me and it's a big deal, I immediately put it in a song. You know, like if I'm if I'm sad or something bad has happened to me, it's like okay, the only way for me to get over this is to write a song about it. So yeah, um, all of my songs are very personal and they all have a lot of meaning to me because they're all my truest emotions. So right, I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you about the seal deal. <laughs> meeting seal because i saw you with the photo op with him and i said oh i hadn't yeah. thought about this guy in a while and i'm a big fan of his music i love his music he's really really yeah, cool he's great. so how did you guys hook up like how did you get connected like to where you were in the same place so um he saw my music video and um he really liked it and he got in touch with me and um told me like so he gave me some really great advice and told me to keep going and um he told me you know like one day i hope i get to meet you and stuff and then um i found out he was going to saint martin for vacation so i met up with him there uh -huh. and um we talked about some ideas that i had and he was so nice and he gave me such good advice and i think for me the most important part of it was that i was able to talk to somebody who was so experienced and who really knew what they were doing and who really understood the industry and um and he's so talented like he has such a natural talent that like talking to him i felt like he understood me a hundred percent so it was yeah. it was just so fun to meet him and to be able to talk to him about music yes i i see the seal isha collaboration coming in a minute we're gonna we're gonna I write hope. a song together yes and I and, hope. <laughs> and share the vocals i could see it happening you know especially because you both have the you know the unique take on not only songwriting, but both your voices are totally unique. So different, you know? That'd yeah. be really, I mean, really he cool. Has an amazing voice. Yeah, yeah, that, that would work out great. Isha and Seal together writing and performing on a unique song collaboration. I see a Grammy upcoming on this one. Right back to my interview with Isha right after this. Are you a singer-songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world, well, look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Your artistry can be featured around the world on the James O'Connor Agency YouTube channel. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or the James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to the JamesO'ConnorAgency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. So tell me about the festival. You played a big festival. Um, I think it was in Aruba, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so tell us about that. So um, it was it was a big deal for me. Um, and what was the title again? Because I sorry I spoke over you. No, no, the Aruba Summer Music Festival. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was a huge deal for me. Um, before this festival, my biggest audience was like five hundred people, and then this festival was for an audience of eight thousand people. So it was a very big jump for me. 
And um, I was opening for my favorite Latin artist, Maluma. And um, he's actually like one of the biggest Latin artists at the moment. So I was very anxious, <laughs> very nervous because I wanted to do well. So um, I practiced very hard and, um, and I worked my hardest and had a lot of rehearsals. So it was a good thing I was at home school during this time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once I went on that stage, it was just like everything I had practiced kind of just disappeared like I before going on I had all these mental notes like okay I have to do this I have to say this and then I went on and it was just like natural it just came to me and I and I think like for me I really felt like that was where I belonged and like, yeah. like that was where I was meant to be and I was just so in the moment and the experience was just unlike anything else in my life you were home so I was home yeah <laughs> So that's a big jump. You went from 500 to 8,000. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you're ready for the real big time, the stadiums. Here we come. Oh, yeah. I'd pack my bag and go tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I think they'd receive you with open arms for sure. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite, um, you know, when you're writing, like tell us, first of all, I want to ask you um, about your writing regimen. Do you have a regimen, a regular regimen, or do you just write when the muse hits you? How do you do it? I mean, I, like I said, I write every day just, um, just cause I enjoy it. Um, but I know every day I write, I'm not going to get a song out of it. Sometimes it's just a melody or some lyrics, but when I write a, when I'm going to write a song, it usually happens at the most inconvenient times. Like when I have a lot of time and I feel like, okay, I can write a song, nothing happens ever. Yeah. But when I'm, when I'm taking a test or um, I have a lot of homework and I'm working and I don't have time to write a song, that's when my brain goes, oh, now I have an idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I usually write songs like when I'm like super busy and super stressed and I don't know why that happens, but it just does. So um, I think the busier I keep myself, the more songs I write. So, <laughs> You know, there's a saying, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but... Uh, um, you know, you want something done, give it to a busy man or in deference to you ladies, give it to a busy woman. In other words, you know, it's kind of like when you go into the restaurant and they're really, really slow, you get the worst service because they go yeah. to sleep, you know, and I'm not just talking, picking on restaurants, but I think that's kind of a human, um, you know, trait or fault, if you will, that yeah. We just get lax and we get off our game if we're not constantly busier. So I've experienced that myself. The more I put on myself or, or you know, you have all these obligations and you just rise to the occasion sometimes, you know? Yeah. And you get yeah. to, sometimes you do your best work, you know, with even you go, how could I possibly get all this done? But, you know, you just manage to do it. Hey, I wanted to ask yeah. you about your favorite instrument. Your are you mostly piano or mostly guitar, or you kind of split those? Um, I would say I'm. Um, I enjoy piano more, and I've been playing it for a longer time, so I'm better at it. Right. Um, but I play guitar just as much. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't call myself a guitar player because I I play guitar, but I'm not like a guitar player. Um, but I, I would say I'm a pianist. Like I, I can read music and I can play classical piano. And, and I mean, for me, like I, I can play piano, um, without singing along and it's fun, but yeah. for guitar, I prefer if it's like writing or I'm singing a song, like I don't just play guitar to play guitar. Yeah. Like I do it with my songwriting. So I would say piano is my favorite instrument. That's great that you can go back and forth between the two. <laughs> So when you're composing, yeah. like on the piano, let's take for instance, um, how would you get to the song? Like, would you start with a concept or, or do you just go in and like, you know, find out what chords are speaking to you and then it comes from there? Like, how does it work for you? I think a lot of the time um, when I'm about to write a song, I have this like, this feeling that I like, sometimes it's like really excited and happy and sometimes it's really sad and I know like why I'm sad or why I'm happy. So that's the inspiration. So then I go to the piano and um, or the guitar and I find the chords. And then once I have the chords and I have the idea, then the melody and the words just come together. Yeah. Yeah. The jigsaw puzzle unfolds. It does. Nice and neatly. 
So when you're um, when you're preparing your music, how do you get your stuff together when you present it to Kim? Do you just do like an like you know just a down and dirty on an iPhone and, and yeah. notes? Yeah. Sometimes that's the best. Just yeah. like you know, we don't have to go. You don't want to you know pour so much effort and time into creating a demo that's going to change like radically. You know. So I think sometimes exactly. when they're really really you know, just in the, the, the most pure and crude form, if you will, um, you, you can kind of embrace the spirit of the song better, you know, without covering it up with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, like, whenever I want to send um, my producer a song, I record it on my phone and then just send it to her immediately after I've written it. And yeah. um, I have songs that I sent to her when I was making my first album, Beautiful. Right. And... I was actually going through my computer the other day and looking at all my files that I had. And then I found these songs that I don't even remember writing. And um, I was listening to them. That These were recordings I'd taken on a phone. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I sound so different. And uh, the piano sounds so different because I wasn't like, like, now I play piano better than I did. And I was, like, listening to songs that are on the album now and just hearing the difference between what they were the day I wrote them and what they are like now after going through a bunch of production and yeah, it was just like, wow, like I can't believe that's the same song, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, isn't it fun? So much. Isn't it fun to watch them grow though? It is. Like it's like I watching always, a child grow up, you know? Yeah. I always tell my mom, like, um, like especially when we're cutting songs. Yeah. I'm like when we start with 12 and we're like, okay, we have to get to seven and we have to cut them, I feel so bad because I feel like, you know, like I've put so much effort and so much time into these songs. I've written and rewritten and rewritten. And now like they're like my babies and I have to choose one. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so tough. <laughs> the cream always rises to the top, Isha. <laughs> you know, it, I don't think they're ever lost, though, because um, they're like rungs on a ladder. You know, you have to keep you know, climbing and, you know, mm -hmm. one supports the next, which supports your next steps, you know, and you keep exactly. getting to that place. So I, I just, I just think the process of doing record after record, song after song is just a progression in you, you know, as you continue to mature and develop as an artist, you know, um, you can't yeah. get to your best work until you go through all the previous work, you know, so. Exactly. Let's listen yeah. to Dangerous, what do you say? You could be the one thing killing me You could be the poison that I breathe in Again I'm gone You could be the one thing hurting me But I still believe you when I'm feeling I know that this love is short-lived, but Baby, I'm conflicted when I see your face You say it like you mean, good old boy I'm learning the intention of your ways And you're like a dangerous child You've got me hooked to you And it's dangerous
be the one thing killing me But I still believe you when I'm feeling Okay Oh yeah, so tell us how, why was this so dangerous for you? So this is like my, um, my development song Okay. Uh, my first album was called Beautiful, right. and that was like more of a personal diary, and it talked about the challenges I had faced in my life, um, and uh, how I how I faced them, and what lessons I learned from them. Okay. And with that first album, it was more about my personal growth and me learning to accept myself for who I was. Um, but with my second album, I was like, you know what? I'm confident now. Um, I know where I stand. I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. So with this album, I decided that I was going to be dangerous and I was going to take risks and do things that were out of the norm, like performing for 8,000 people. Yeah. Um, no matter how scared or nervous I was or um, no matter what I thought audiences might say or think, I was just going to do what, what I wanted to do and I was going to take risks um, appropriately. Right. <laughs> but take right. risks. And um, and be the best I could. And I thought that that was kind of dangerous because... It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to, for a little girl to be... Like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 16. Oh, so you just had a birthday. That, 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 I just you, had yeah, a birthday. I just saw, yeah. That's right. I saw it on your Facebook. So happy birthday, belated birthday. It was just this month, right? This month, yeah. Wow. November. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So do you want to share what kind of challenges like that you, you were coming up against? Yeah. So uh, when I was seven years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, oh, wow. which is a neurological disorder. Right. Yeah. It causes you to make involuntary movements and sounds. Okay. So it was initially very tough for me. Um, I didn't know how to control it and how to live with it. Right. Um, and... I had to actually be taken out of school because I couldn't, um, I couldn't stay in school because it was just not the right environment for me. Right. But um, music is actually the thing that that helped me overcome it because I was able to write about my emotions and express the way I was feeling, and um, it was just a way for me to to dig deep inside myself and and realize that there is more to me than just my Tourette's. Like I needed something to show me that 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 I was you know like that there was more to me yeah so when I, when I realized that I could write songs and that like I could sing and I realized that I had a talent I I started focusing more on that than on my diagnosis and I think that that's what brought me out of the challenges I was facing wow and, well thank you that's you know thank you so much for being so transparent about that because you you know you provide a beacon of hope for so many people who you know will listen to this and say you know, if she can do it, you know, I can overcome my challenges, whatever they are, you know, so that's really amazing. Um, I didn't, really didn't know that about you, but, um, but God bless you for, for sharing that. Thank you. Um, so music is the healer, is it not? It is. Yeah. I actually, um, just started a Facebook page called, um, music therapy by Isha. Okay. And, um, my goal with it is to create like a proper foundation that, Hopefully does big festivals one day. But um, I want to be able to inspire healing through music. So I want people to be able to send their stories to the Facebook page. And I'll post them. And um, any story where somebody has been healed through music. And yeah. I'm going to share my story on there too. And I just think that it's a good way for people to go there and see that there is always hope. And that music can be your hope. So yeah. that's mean, something I've just... God bless you. That is awesome that you're doing that. Um, I've heard this before about, um, you know, it being a healing on so many levels, like for autism, for instance, a lot yeah. of kids have been healed just through, you know, hearing music for the first time and the parents will go, look what happened to them. We played music for them and, and they're, they're living a different life now because of that. Yeah. You know? so I think it, music is almost like an escape from reality. So it's, yeah. it's like... I don't think it we gets, really understand like all the the healing properties and how it works, but it's just something very, um, you know, it's kind of a gift from heaven. I think, you know, <laughs> it comes down. <laughs> I hey, agree. Yeah, I I think it's time to play your video, and this is called Yesterday.
double hook in that song. Thank you. You know, because you got that floating, ah, and then, you know, yesterday. That's really, really cool. Hey, tell <laughs> us about you. the making of that, that video. So uh, I went to Nashville to make that video, and um, it was an experience of a lifetime. Uh, we did it in this old carriage factory. So um, the floorboards were, like, very, like, shaky, and you had to go up on these very shaky stairs. And I have, I have a fear of heights. So getting really? up there. And he, oh, wow. Yeah. And I was wearing heels. And um, so I was walking up these stairs in heels and it was so scary. But um, when we got up there, it was so cool. We had like smoke machines and there were uh, we were working with actors and actresses who were just amazing. And the film crew was great. And um, they managed to put the idea together so well. Like we had this idea and they just brought it to life so beautifully um, and I thought, like, okay, a video shoot, it's going to take, like, four or five hours, you know. It yeah. took us, like, like what, I think 12 hours. Like, we were there from, like, like eight in the morning to, like, nine at night. Yeah. It was it was a long shoot. I didn't realize how long it would take, but but it was fun. And it was yeah. really worth it. Mm -hmm. you, got, you, had, you had to lip sync the song over and over in its entirety at every, <laughs> every shot, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, can't leave anything to chance. Well, you did a great job on it. It was really, really awesome. <laughs> hey, I wanted to congratulate you. Also, um, you were in Destination Magazine, huh? They featured you in there. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, a local magazine here in Aruba. Um, so uh, when I got the opportunity, I was very grateful. I mean, it's great exposure, and I'm always grateful for opportunities to share my music. And you also signed a management deal with the Nashville-based Copeland Tucker Group. Whoa, you got yeah. big things happening in your world, girl. <laughs> That's awesome. I Congratulations! Yeah, lucky. yeah, and you're with you're with a dynamic duo there too. I am. They're so great to work with, yeah. and they're such good people. Yeah, they really are. Um, mm -hmm. I want to. I'm going to do. I'm going to break a rule here. I'm going to play one more because um, for two reasons. Um, well, for a lot of reasons. For one, because I recognize the beautiful piano that, that is in this track. You know, it sounds very familiar to me. And uh, it's a great song as well. And, um, and then I want to ask you a couple other things about social media. Let's check this out. This is called I'm Not Loving
How did you get inspired for this one? Um, again, this one's from personal experience, and uh, this one's actually about my Tourette syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of that fear that I felt when I first had to tell people, like, hey, I'm Isha, and I have Tourette syndrome, you know? Like, right. it was um, about that feeling that maybe if I, like, people will like me, and then when I tell them, like, what's what I have, and I tell them, um, about my disorder that maybe their opinion of me will change. Right. And so that's what the song was about. Right. All yeah. you have to do is sing for them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you about social media. What's your favorite jam on social media? What do you like the best? Like, like which platform? Yeah. Yeah. Are you an Instagram girl? Or are you? I think I'm an Instagram girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. I'm finding that I ask everybody just because I, you know, I'm, I'm curious. And um, Instagram seems to be the winner for musicians, hands down. Every single person I ask. And, and I, you know, you see it on there that more and more are connected um, on the Instagram platform who are artists or writers or singers or, or whatever, you know, which, which is yeah. great. It's a great place to go. Um, I, we snuck that other one in and we're just at the end here, Isha. And um, I want you to just please give out your website so we can drive herds of traffic to your you know, sales pages and get you to support your CDs and your concerts and your festivals and everything you've got going on that is Isha. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my website is ishaofficial.com um, and my Instagram and Facebook is Isha Music. Oh, you make it easy for us. That's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, we're going to pick up all your socials and post them in the show notes for this. And uh, I just want to thank you so much. Thank your mom and dad for doing such a great job with you for me, please. And uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution, Isha. Thank you. I had so much fun today. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent TV star and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. I don't need you. Mistakes. Dangerous. The video yesterday, I'm not loving you. Isha has big plans to continue writing and performing music, 
Back to Nashville, working on projects with Kim Copeland and Susan Tucker. Hey, keep your eyes and ears open for this young lady. Lots of great things in the wings. Check out her website at ishaofficial.com. I hope you guys had an awesome time today. I did with Isha. What an awesome young lady. Um, Love the stories, the music, the whole magnificent message of uh, what's happening down there in Aruba. Hey, don't forget to tune into both Instagram and Facebook and say hello to Isha. I just did. And you can now check out the songs and interview on dharmicevolution.com, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Check out Isha's show and blog profile right now as people from 71 countries around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Isha and her music. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Why just settle for the map? When you welcome to the territory Just discovered where it's at Now I need to study the geography Of my soul You said you're on the same path You'll make a new discovery And now you know there's no turning back It was there in the geography Of your soul Geography of our soul.